Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is me, Steffi Cohen. And Hayden Bo. And today we talk about me. All about you. <laughs> We're doing a, a quick little fight recap about my last fight that happened, happened about three weeks ago. Give you guys the ins and outs about how my preparation went, how my camp went, how I was feeling, what I was working on, and what my future plans are for boxing. Yeah, sorry it took us so long to get this recap out, but uh, I don't know how well you know Steffi or not, but she is kind of the busiest, hardest person to nail down in the world. So <laughs> uh, we finally got her in for this one. Uh, as always, remember to screenshot this while you're listening to it, uh, throw it up in your social media, tag me, tag Steffi, tag Hybrid Unlimited, and you will automatically be entered in a draw to potentially win some hybrid legacy brand apparel, the official apparel of the Hybrid Unlimited podcast. Uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. What's up, everyone? It's your favorite podcast producer, Nick Tricana, here to give you a word from our incredible sponsor over at Element. Listen, you're not getting enough electrolytes or salt in your diet. I see it, Steffi sees it, Hayden sees it, we all see it. Element is an electrolyte drink mix with no sugar, no artificial ingredients, and no BS. Everyone needs electrolytes, especially those on low-carb diets, practice intermittent fasting, are physically active, or sweat a lot. But don't just take my word for it, I mean the proof is in the pudding. US Olympians, players in the NFL, NBA, NHL, and even our own special forces drink Element. I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm the pinnacle of self-performance, but ever since Steffi turned me on to Element, I've seen vast improvements in my everyday training and recovery. You guys can try Element today with a totally risk-free, no questions asked refund policy. And you know what? Because we love y'all so much over here at Hybrid Unlimited, we're going to hook you up with a free sample pack of Element just for you. Each sample pack includes eight grab-and-go packets in a variety of different flavors. All you have to do is go to drinkelement.com hybrid. That's drinklmnt.com slash hybrid. Again, that's drinklmnt.com slash hybrid for your free sample pack of eight grab-and-go element packets. Stay salty, my friends. Now back to the podcast. What's up, Kate? That was pathetic. Our timing on that clap? Yeah, like not a single person clapped at the same time. Will the listeners hear that? Not right. It's just so I can sync the video. Oh, oh man. Okay. They won't know what we're talking about then. But, um... Yeah, it's about time we did a recap of the fight, huh? I think Dexter needs to take a dump. Yeah, let's do that before we start, because the first... No, you're good. I'll take him. He'll take him out. He's a professional. Come on. You don't deal with the amateurs here? <laughs> All right. So what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about your fight, because for some reason we've let so much time go by, and we haven't really addressed it. So... So I fought. You won. I won. Unanimous decision. Yeah. Um, was my third fight. Yeah. Here in Miami. It was cool. It was so cool to be able to have everybody there from the gym, friends, family. My mom flew in. My stepdad flew in. Yeah, people coming in from all over. Nicole came. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really nice to, to have people cheering me on. What, what did that do for you? Like, what is having a bunch of people in the crowd when you're fighting... Like, how does that make you feel different than when you're out there fighting in a different country? Because, like, <clears throat> for me, just going back to my experience playing hockey, I, like, I didn't notice anything ever outside of the, the rink, like, outside of what was going on on the ice. Like, 
there could have been everyone in the crowd could have been naked for all i know i like, never would have noticed yeah no like during obviously during the fight it didn't i couldn't hear anything besides what my coaches were telling me to do about outside of that it, during the fight it didn't really make a difference but just knowing that they were there was nice it was heartwarming you know did you see everybody but when you were walking out yeah i saw everybody when i was when i was uh acknowledging the judges I saw oh, you guys yeah, behind the yeah, judges, yeah. yeah. And then at the end, of course, I saw all of you guys there. Yeah, you waved nice. and you blew, blew us at the table a kiss or yeah. something, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> that was nice. So, um, obviously, I mean, you told me I'd been gone for like five months, so I didn't see really any of your sparring except for some stuff that you sent me on video. But, it, like, that's not the same, right? Like, it doesn't do it justice to watch, watch on video versus being there, seeing, like, you between the rounds and, like, all that stuff. So... Um, when I came from basically, literally the last time I saw you boxing in person was at your last fight. Mm -hmm. And then now, you're like you're, you said you were a completely different fighter and you were, but what was the change? Like, why did you look so much better and different and in control and confident? Um, I mean, obviously I think experience plays a role, just the fact that I got much more sparring in and then right. it was my third fight and all of that combined um but also you know we we worked on a lot of specific things during the camp things that because it's like you it's like what we always say with lifting where where you can't really make adjustments to somebody to somebody's technique at 50 percent because everybody looks good at 50 percent kind of thing right so the last fight really pushed me you know i i was against an opponent that was challenging in every sense of the word you know somebody with 10 years of experience in martial arts somebody that had power that was unconventional for mm -hmm. by boxing standards because she's coming from an mma background so she has like like weird slick um fighting style that i'd never seen before she was trying to play mind games with you too yeah yeah so it, it was it was a true test for me and it exposed a lot of things that I needed to work on so what, what do you think those things were um it was mainly my my uh close range fighting what needed the most work and it just comes down to being comfortable being close to somebody you know because it's like being in the in long range gives you a false sense of security you know you think you're safe being far away from your opponent but in reality if you're a short fighter and the other person has the reach advantage, you're not safe in the long range. Like you're, That's right where they want you. Yeah, it's where they want you and it's where yeah. you don't want to be because they will, their hand will reach your face way sooner than <laughs> yours will. So it gives you that, that false sense of security, right? And during that fight, I was kind of forced to box, to be on the outside, to move around, to just like... What, what does that mean for people listening? Because... If you don't know about boxing and you say, I was forced to box, they're like, well, yeah, that's what the sport is. Yeah. Boxing just means like kind of you're moving around, you're on the outside of the center of the ring and the other person, you're being kind of the prey, the other person's in the center of the ring and the other, and you're outside more moving your feet, moving your head and kind of like picking shots. Um, that's what boxing means and versus like fighting is like in fight, like mm -hmm. where you're exchanging and you're closer to the other person. Um, what else? Did you guys, uh, did your team intentionally, um, 
match you up with a fighter who was again like long and had long range so you could work on that no i mean it's gonna be really hard for me to find somebody who's yeah, my everybody, height or everybody's shorter. long to you yeah everybody's <laughs> gonna be most people are gonna be long to me yeah i'm sure that I'll, I'll encounter a fighter or two or a few maybe that are my height or maybe shorter but it's unlikely you know yeah. I'm on the sh- I'm on the short side. Well, and especially because you're like you're about as lean as a person can be. Yeah. So for your muscle mass, it's not like you can go much farther much down, lower no. like, to another weight class or anything. No. And but surprisingly, the cut was super easy for me. Yeah. Usually, you're complaining a ton, and no, that was uh, so smooth. It was so easy. I started the cut at like 127, 120, 126, 127, um, and I weighed in at. I wanted out. I weighed in at one seventeen point eight. weren't you heavy or like a few days out though, like before? Yeah, because I was gonna get my period, and and I was like like one thirty, but it was just yeah. You messaged me freaking out. You're like, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm really heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but when it's just water weight, there's there's things that you can do to to manipulate that. Sure, but I've seen you. You know, I've seen you have really successful cuts that were torturous though, like. Um, your cut for the U.S. Open, the last U.S. Open that you did. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember you actually, and I also remember the U.S. Open where you cut the one fourteen. Remember, and you're trying to bail. Oh my god, that's like, horrible. You're like, I was. But like, I started that cut at like one thirty six. For the U.S. Open, at like one thirty oh, something. Yeah, the one where you cut the one nineteen, but the one where you cut the one fourteen. I don't know what one thirty something. Like the the first U.S. Open you ever did? Yeah, I, I oh, haven't really? been below one thirty and. A long, like a long time. Obviously, periodically, yeah, maybe I'll weigh in, you know. Yeah. If I have like a, a solid nutrition, when I was powerlifting, if I had like a solid diet week, then maybe I'll drop down to 128. But for the most part, I was always above 130. Yeah. yeah I remember that one. That was crazy. You were like, you remember you're in the hot, uh, hot tub and you're like, no, I'm giving up. I'm just, and I was like <sighs> cheering you on, trying to make you stay in. I know. And you got to wait on the scale at the health club or whatever we were at we went to weigh in and you were still over remember jesus that was horrible i was wearing birkenstocks or something so i kicked them off and i ran in the parking lot with you in bare feet remember that i remember and i, I had like, like i had like five minutes to, <laughs> yeah, dr- yeah. to drop point oh that's right because point we left 15 or something we left that health club uh at the last possible time because you were still trying to cut weight mm-hmm. wow jesus yeah. that was hectic Hectic. And then, oh man, the saddest thing happened. And then you bummed out. Oh. Was, oh. That on, was it on bench with your butt coming up? Bench. That's the worst. You've that had a couple. You've only you bummed out twice, I think. And I just wanted to deadlift. Oh Remember, I was crying. That was your first one before rum. You were just doing like a tune-up meet. <laughs> Remember that? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're trying to hold it in. You just I just see your face is like stone still. You, you walk like quit a little bit too quickly out of the area and then you were in some outside area and you're like <laughs> all I like to do is deadlift and they took it from me because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were asking brutal. right you were like you're like can you go ask if if I if I can still if deadlift. I bomb out can I still deadlift and then they were like no, no. <laughs> yeah I was so pissed it was like a kid at the candy store being told that they can't have any. That's what you really looked like. Oh my god, it was so it was so sad. I know. But anyway, back to the fight. Yeah. Um, what were you saying? 
Oh, uh, no, yeah, they didn't match me up with somebody with, with, with okay. uh, reach. I was wondering if they just had thought that was something that would be good for your evolution to go against somebody like one. Because she was no. very long, wasn't she? she? She was. She was tall. No, I mean, when you're looking for an opponent, you, you mainly look at uh, their, obviously, like their amount of experience, the amount of wins versus losses, the amount of, or the knockout percentage that they have, um, who, who have they fought, that kind of stuff, like what their trajectory has been like. Okay. Yeah, but she was she was a good matchup, you know. Yeah. So how did you work on? Because obviously, like, one it's one thing to say I need to work on getting inside, right, and like not boxing around the outside. But what does that mean? It, like, how did you actually accomplish that? Um, doing it, inspiring. You know, it's it, it's like I said, it's uncomfortable. Just think about think about that for a second. Like for you, like if you were in a fight. Mm-hmm. If somebody told you, you have to be head to head with the other person, like you have to put your head on their head in exchange. <laughs> I mean, it's uncomfortable, right? Like you're, you're, you feel like you're way more vulnerable when you're on the inside. Cause obviously they're going to also be able to reach you. Right. But the thing is that for me, if I'm on the inside, I'm likely going to have more punching power than they are. Right. So it's. And it's going to, and depending on how you move your body in front of theirs, you can make it more difficult for them or you can make them miss more as well. But it's all just all comes down to practice and being comfortable being in that, in that distance, essentially. Mm -hmm. So, so obviously practicing specific combinations for when, first of all, how to get on the inside. So how to go from being, being far away to being close and, and essentially like strategizing, strategizing how you can put them on the ropes or in the corner so that they can't back up, right? Because if you come forward at them, they're going to likely be, start taking steps back and then right. obviously increases the reach, the length again, right? So right. strategy and tactic uh, specific combinations for, for when and how to put them against the ropes or how to get on the inside without them running back. Um, and then once you're in, you know, what you have to do, what the head movement should be like, throwing after your head movement, specific combinations to work on the body and getting outside. It's just, it is a lot of, it's not just, it's, it wasn't just learning how to punch, but learning when to punch and, and in kind of at what tempo, what combination, you know, all of that. One thing so. I also noticed, um, this was the first fight I saw where you looked mean. Mm. Like, you looked like you were trying to do damage to the other person, which sounds not nice, but that's the sport, right? Like, you came running out of that corner, you sprinted to the middle, you made sure you got the center, and you set the tone early. And look, and there's a couple times, uh, <clears throat> one time where you ha- you were in real close, and you were just doing, uh, just body shot, body shot, but you got like, oh, yeah. like five of them in, and I was just like, Ow, that probably hurts so bad. Yeah, and I hit her as hard as I could. That that did not feel good. <laughs> no, one of but those. She was super too. durable. She was, right? Yeah, she was super I mean, well, durable. And she had a good poker face too. Like I'm sure that was hurting a lot. I mean, the girl has over 30 fights. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she was experienced, you know? Yeah. That's that's tough for her cuz you're right. She is durable. She has 30 fights, but she just it seemed like she didn't have a lot of power. No. No, she didn't. She didn't, but she had good endurance. Like she kept coming forward and countering and, and putting pressure as much as she could, you know? Yeah. So what's the next thing you need to work on? Everything. I know you said that. Is there something specifically you're tackling now? Um, 
What's up, everyone? It's your favorite podcast producer, Nick Tricana, here to give you a word from our incredible sponsor over at Element. Listen, you're not getting enough electrolytes or salt in your diet. I see it. Steffi sees it. Hayden sees it. We all see it. Element is an electrolyte drink mix with no sugar, no artificial ingredients, and no BS. Everyone needs electrolytes, especially those on low-carb diets, practice intermittent fasting, are physically active, or sweat a lot. But don't just take my word for it. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. U.S. Olympians, players in the NFL, NBA, NHL, and even our own special forces drink Element. I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm the pinnacle of self-performance, but ever since Steffi turned me on to Element, I've seen vast improvements in my everyday training and recovery. You guys can try Element today with a totally risk-free, no-questions-asked refund policy. And you know what? Because we love y'all so much over here at Hybrid Unlimited, we're going to hook you up with a free sample pack of Element just for you. Each sample pack includes eight grab-and-go packets in a variety of different flavors. All you have to do is go to drinkelement.com hybrid. That's drinklmnt.com slash hybrid. Again, that's drinklmnt.com slash hybrid for your free sample pack of eight grab-and-go element packets. Stay salty, my friends. Now back to the podcast. I'm honestly, I want to be kind of like a jack-of-all-trades in the ring Mm -hmm. in terms of like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be... not stigmatized, maybe it's not the word, pigeonholed. but pigeonholed into being one style of fighter. Right. You know, people see me and just because I have muscles, Mike they're Tyson. like, oh, Mike Tyson. It's <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I-, I wish, you know, but he has such a, a unique style that's so difficult to replicate. Mm-hmm. You know, his peekaboo style with like those power punches that like that knockout power. I mean, I'm strong, but I'm a girl and it's not easy to knock people out. People are so funny. Yeah, You know, they're like, just because I look strong and I am strong and I have muscles, they think that it's, e- it's going to be easy for me to knock people out, but it's really not that easy. You know, no. it, it's not just about being strong, but being able to apply that strength into a punch and have the accuracy to find the button, right? Because it's like, it's not just wherever you punch that you're going to knock someone out. It's like, right. there's very specific places of your face and your head where you have to punch them. And I don't have that, that. That well, type what are of the what are like the top places for knockouts? Chin, right, and side of the head, and obviously back. But you're not allowed to punch there, right? That, yeah, you can can punch yeah. it back. But yeah, like chin, like say like on the side of the chin, or even like an uppercut. When an uppercut, even if it's not strong, you can knock someone up. But the thing is that it's hard to land an uppercut. Yeah. Um. And obviously, yeah, sides of the head, like with a hook or with a with an overhand. Those are the those are the most dangerous punches. But yeah, I don't want to be, I don't want to have just one style. So, so that's one, that's something that, that I'm working on. It's like learning how to be versatile and unpredictable. You know, I want to be in the ring and be able to show different styles of fighting so that, so that I'm much more difficult to read. Mm-hmm. And again, unpredictable because the m- more experienced the fighters are, the better they are at adjusting to the changing conditions of a fight. Right. And once that happens, like if they figure you out and you're comfortable only throwing a certain type of combinations or you're only comfortable with a certain style, you're you're in trouble. You're in trouble because they already know what you're going to do, you know? And I think a lot of fighters, that's a mistake they make where like they, um, they just keep repeating like this, either the same combos or showing the same like body language and then... You know, it just leads to them to 
them not being able to actually get anything done because the other person already like adjusts for for what they're throwing. So I want to be really good at everything. I want to be good at, uh, I want to have like, you don't, you very, because I also want to play into the entertainment factor of the sport, right? Because I I acknowledge that that is also a big part of what gets you opportunities. Um, there's there's no shortage of talented fighters. Right. There's no shortage of, of talented female fighters either. There's a lot of really good ones. So it's like, what can I do to stand out from the bunch? And I think one of the things that I can do is is kind of play to my strengths, which is my athleticism. You know, it's something that I've been working on my whole life. So having really good head movement. It's it's something that you don't see that much in, in um, women's boxing. always looks so gangster. Like when Canelo is like just has his hands down and he's like slipping it's, it's know. Like five, six punches in a row. I know. Look, or Mayweather. The like, thing is like, it's crazy. that's not the most efficient way to avoid a punch at all. No, you're and showboating it, though. Yeah. And it takes a lot of energy. Like think about all the muscles that you have to activate to move your trunk that right. fast from one side to the other. It's right. a lot. It takes a lot of energy. And and ultimately, you're taking big risks because likely your hands are going to be down, you know, like you're close to them. You're you're trying to predict where their hands are going to go. You don't know for sure. You don't know with 100% certainty mm-hmm. what they're going to throw. You're just kind of really guessing. Um, it's like being a goalie in soccer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a penalty kick, you know? Yeah. But it, I mean, I guess it is partially reading their like tells and body language too. If you're a guy at the highest level like that, like Canelo. But it's, but honestly, it's all, boxing is probability based. Mm-hmm. It's probability based. It's like. What do you mean? Um, you start, you start noticing patterns. You know, for example, you know, people are going to throw jabs. Likely that's what they're going to throw more. Right. So you come up with, with a, with, with a game plan, maybe like four or five different ways of avoiding or evading a jab in four or five ways to countering a jab. Like you have to have that in your head. Right. So it's like, okay, first jab, I'm going to parry with my right hand. I'm just going to block it with my right hand. Second, I'm going to block it with my left hand. Third one, I'm going to I'm gonna snatch back. Fourth one, I'm going to double defense block it. All right, okay, those are going to be my four. I'm not going to repeat it twice, you know, because then you're predictable. Right. Okay, then how can I counter a jab? All right, I can slip to the inside and deliver an uppercut. I can slip down and deliver a jab to the body. I can slip to the right and deliver a right hand. So those are the things that that you kind of have to have fresh in your mind. What, why did we start talking about that? Because uh, you were talking oh, about probability, the probability, oh, probability, probability. Yeah, yeah. So, so the and then pro- also the, looping back to not being pigeonholed. Right. Head movement. The probability of them throwing a jab is very high. It's right. like close to a hundred percent. Right. Right. Like ninety-seven, ninety-eight percent probability of them throwing a jab at any point in time during the fight. Like right. they're gonna do it. Then there's like so. Then what what comes after a jab? Likely, it's like either another jab, either a hook with that same hand, mm-hmm. or a right hand. Like those are kind of like, you you already know more or less what the most common things that they can do are. Obviously, like I said, there's unconventional punches that you don't see coming that, I mean, good luck. Right. But for the most part, like when you see Canelo do like his classic, like, I think he does like a parry, duck, and slip to the left. Like, have you seen him do where he goes doop, 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 like that? That's because what's the person throwing? Jab, jab, cross. That happens so much. Like that is such a common combination. Right. So it's like if you see the person throwing that a few times, you already know that likely when they when a jab comes, it's going to be jab, jab, cross. 
-hmm. So that's where he does it and he looks so slick, but it's like he's already read the person and he's guessing that he's going to do that. Yeah, or the, yeah, the person might have already done it five times. So right. he's like, right. he knows it's coming. It, not with certainty, but he more or less knows that probably that's very probable. Right. You know? Um, so that's why I say that boxing is a probability game and that's, and that's like the guessing... When, when I say you're guessing what punches are going to come, it's it's more like an educated guess. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you, and that's where the brain's part of boxing comes in. And that's what, it's one of the things that I love the most about it. Like you, some, it's the difference between having a solid sparring session or a solid fight and not. You know, if you forget to think when you're in there, which is easy, you know, you're, there's not a lot of blood going to your brain yeah. at that point in time. And you know, there, you have other things to worry about than like what combination the person's throwing like you're trying not to get hit or not not you're trying not to get put down yeah so like you just like it's easy to just find yourself reacting. in survival mode yeah yeah but it's so important to really think like look at the person what are they doing what's their body language what are they doing with their feet what's their timing you know how like are they tired is their mouth open when are when they throw a jab are they bringing it right back or are they like bringing it down is that an opportunity for a counter and it's so important to think about it like that critically mm -hmm. that's really what and different so challenging when you're dealing with all these other things so challenging time. so challenging but that's what makes that's what makes great boxers great it's their ability to think under pressure adjust to the changing situations of a fight mm -hmm. um and 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 guess and make educated guess guesses about like what they're going to do and how they're going to react to to their opponent what do you think are other things like that because you said you want to play to the entertainment value of it as well oh yeah okay um there's obviously like psychological games that you can play with your opponent inside of the ring i think that comes with like a little bit more confidence and experience as well mm -hmm. dropping your hands like n nodding no when they when they hit you like to make him think that it didn't hurt you, putting your hands down. Like there's so many things that you can do kind of like that. Mm -hmm. um, then obviously like your footwork, like think Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. You know how he did like that swift. Does that do anything? No, it just looks really cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it like just kind of takes you aback if you're, if you're, if you're fighting him, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know? Who is that? Have you ever seen the video of that one guy? He was like some like a uh, prince. I don't know if from, it was like an Egypt guy from Egypt. And he would just do all the craziest stuff in the ring. Do you I know mean, who I'm talking about? Everything he did was like one of those little whoop, 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 Muhammad Ali, like weird moves. Um, oh, I can't remember what can't his remember. name was. I don't think he, he ever fought like anyone super good. So he always like looked. I'll have to find the video. I'll have to find the video. And I'll post it on my, my Instagram story for anyone who's listening because doesn't really do much for you if you can't see it so <laughs> yeah. um but anyway yeah yeah obviously like footwork head movement um having just a, a, a an unorthodox style being able to switch stances mid-fight i think that looks super cool oh um, like go from from orthodox to southpaw yeah i've i've practiced that yeah i practice that a in lot sparring? yeah uh, and more often than not i land stuff really mm-hmm is it weird to throw like a, a left hand and it's not a jab? Yeah, it is weird. But is it like throwing with your wrong hand kind of? Yeah, but I, oh. I'm, but obviously the more that you practice it, the more comfortable you get, right? So I just keep practicing it. 
And then probably your jab with your right hand is super strong, right? It is. It is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the goal. The goal is to work on literally everything, become a, a well-rounded fighter that has that has different modes, you know? I could turn mode Tyson on. I could turn mode Lomachenko on kind of thing. Like, I want to be that versatile and, and, and difficult to read and unpredictable and fun to watch, most importantly. Yeah. Is, any, is anyone like that right now? In women's boxing? Yeah. Hmm. No. No? No, not right now, no. Yeah, because even like, like if I were to say like a style of women's boxing that I that I that I really like and find uh, technically interesting is Maureen's Maureen Shea. Oh, really? Yeah, really interesting style. Why? What's What's interesting about it? Everything, like her timing, her tempo, her like head movement, body movement. Um, yeah, just she looks like loose, but she's like explosive and she's good at evading punches. She's really good with her distance. She's she's interesting, really interesting to watch. I watch a lot of her videos. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because even like, if, even if you look at some of the best ones like Katie Taylor, like she's just a very clean. She's style very boxer. amateur style. Yeah. Well, because yeah. didn't she win the Olympics? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that makes she's sense. She's the best at that. And she just placed her strengths and she's just so fucking good that. You know, there's a few people like that Loma. No, but Loma has well, angles. He, well, oh my he's, God. he's like obviously changed a lot since uh, Olympic, his Olympic boxing days. He has days, angles, power punches. His body shots are beautiful. Yeah. Did Loma you see he's um, enlisted like, in the war? He's strapped up in Ukraine right now. I know. Oh, oh sure. there's a lot of boxers. I know. That stresses me out. The I whole know. thing. It's crazy. We'll keep it light. We won't talk about yeah. about the war. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so what's, what's next? You're back already training your ass off. I mean, not my ass off. I'm honestly, I'm just having fun right now. Obviously still boxing every day, lifting a little bit, focusing on my conditioning first and foremost. I'm doing, I'm conditioning every single day because that is one of the things that I need to improve on the most. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's such a hard one, especially for boxing. Cause it's like nothing, um, nothing simulates the the feeling that you get during a fight other than the fight right like nothing the nothing adrenaline, right because that's exhausting too it's like the adrenaline your muscles being like contracted you know like when you're gonna get hit you kind of like go like that even if you because i tell myself i'm like don't get stiff don't get stiff don't get stiff and then i find myself getting stiff like if you get hit with something and then you're obviously you're like uh, expecting to get yeah, hit again yeah. so it's like it gets much harder as the rounds go by stuff that stuff starts to hurt you know even in sparring like i don't know you get a couple a couple of bad punches like maybe on like your chin your jaw starts bugging you your nose starts bugging you if they hit you hard in All the nose messing with your head messes with your head you get a bad body shot like maybe you won't even recover from that one you know and you have to just like fight with that feeling um Whoa, that sounds so terrible it is it is this is like getting winded because it's like in any other sport if you get winded in hockey you get off the ice and another guy comes right. on you can't do that in a no. fight it's like the worst situation you could ever be in to have that like happening to you oh my god yeah it, it yeah um so yeah, the, the, the conditioning aspect, it's, I, I just need to have such a surplus of a conditioning 
especially for like my my next few fights because I'm still uncomfortable in the ring relative mm -hmm. to the people that I'm fighting, right? So I need to have such a surplus. I was talking to Andy Galpin and um, he was basically telling me that VO2 max, that, that combat sports, martial arts are the only sport where there's almost like no correlation between your VO2 max and your VO2 max in a fight. Oh, like wow. you can expect your VO2 max in a fight to be like significantly worse. Be just because of the stress? The stress. Yeah. Wow. The stress. Just I mean, that makes sense. The lights, the public, the person, the person coming at you, hitting you, uh, being hit, wanting to hit, expecting to get hit. It's like just so many things that, that mess up the normal kind of rhythm of your body that yeah. that it's it and it's something that you cannot really replicate outside of sparring and even then even in sparring it's yeah, not the same you know right. you had you have your headgear you have 14 ounce gloves you're in your gym you have your coach you can hear him it's a safe feeling environment right, right? like it's uncomfortable but it's nothing close and that's why we were talking about like how can you making sure that in preparation for a fight, you're actually turning on, like digging, trying to dig deep into that feeling of putting your, first of all, putting yourself in a situation that's very uncomfortable to you. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. You know, that to me might look like going by myself to another gym to spar, you know, like not even going to my coach, obviously like a gym where I know, I know that the girls and the, and the coach, but not mm -hmm. being with my coach and sparring girls that I've never sparred with before and, doing two rounds with someone and then at the, and then immediately after two rounds with somebody who's fresh like you have to put yourself in those uncomfortable situations and and really demand of yourself to to turn on and like just find that like killer instinct so you can practice that so that doesn't take you by surprise when you're in the ring you know um but yeah man little by little it's, it's been super journey. cool to see Yeah, it's it's been fun to to do. It it still blows my mind that you started boxing in our garage in the middle of the pandemic because you're like I'm kind of sick of lifting and I just want to not I get challenge. fat. I <laughs> and I want to and and just everything all the stars had to align for that to happen. Kareem had to reach out to you, you know, started coming over to the house and coaching us and every that's Whole and thing. I had I had time because the lockdown I wasn't like doing anything going anywhere traveling anywhere so yeah. I had so much time to train and I had the convenience of Kareem coming and coaching me on the street <laughs> yeah pissing off all the, oh, pissing off all the neighbors well not all the neighbors How ridiculous just, just, just that couple. one neighbor one actually the, the short ponytail lady with the hat, with the fedoras with the fedoras and the and the and the and the 48 masks that she would wear at the same time <laughs> And gloves just to go for a walk along the block. Asking us to clear off the street clear so she could walk street. by. Oh my god. You're like, what? Ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god. Man. Anyway, this was a fun one. I have to go to dinner with my brother. Yeah, say what's up for me. Yeah, I will. All right. Thank you Thanks guys for everybody. listening. Peace. <laughs>